the new girl that took Sally's place. She's the most stuck-up thing you've ever seen. She acts like she's too good to work in a butcher's shop. She's enough to make a cat laugh. You ought to see her, waltzing around with her nose in the air. She says I smell. Maisie, can you imagine? She's got a lacy handkerchief with lavender water on it, and she holds it up to her nose when I go past. Maisie shook her head disgustedly. George did smell of the shop, she had to admit, but that was hardly a surprise, and the shop girl probably smelled of sausages and the best mints too. Hey, Maisie, George added as he passed her the meat order. Isn't that Miss Lane, who lives upstairs, friendly with Miss Leela Massey, the one who plays Lily in Circus Sweethearts? Maisie groaned. Had everyone heard of the actress except her? Yes. Why? What of it? she asked. Well, said George. Miss Massey didn't go on last night. She's had an accident. It's in all the papers and the newsboy was shouting about it. What sort of accident? Maisie asked worriedly. Is she all right? Was she badly hurt? George shrugged. Don't know. Anyway, I thought your Miss Lane might want to go and visit her or something. Maisie nodded. It's kind of you. She knew quite well that George just enjoyed passing on gossip. But then Maisie did like to gossip too, so she could hardly tell him off. I'll take Miss Lane's letters upstairs and tell her the news, she promised him. So, have you seen her play? Course I have, George said. Everyone's seen it, Maisie. It's the talk of London. I've seen it twice. I've got a seat up at the back. It's fantastical. He gave her a surprised, rather pitying look. Haven't you seen it, then? No, Maisie muttered, going pink. Gran isn't keen on the theatre. She thinks it's not proper, all that dressing up and glittery stockings. Your Gran's just fussy, George said, rolling his eyes. By the time Maisie had put the meat away in the larder, the front door was banging closed, and she realised crossly that Miss Lane had gone out and now someone else was bound to tell her about Leela Massey's accident. Maisie would just have to try to catch Miss Lane later, and hope she would feel like gossiping. Maisie sighed sadly and got on with the washing up. A little while after their midday dinner, Maisie heard Miss Lane coming back and talking to Sally in the hallway. She hurriedly filled the kettle and put it on the stove. It was almost tea time, if one liked tea early anyway, and Miss Lane often didn't eat dinner if she was busy, so it would be a kindness to take her a cup of tea. Maisie assembled it on a tray and shut Eddie in the kitchen so that he didn't trip her up on the stairs. He never meant to, but he was only a puppy, and he had a habit of weaving in and out of feet. Then she carried the tray up to Miss Lane's room and knocked hopefully. Oh, Maisie, you little treasure, Miss Lane murmured 
as she flung open the door. I need that tea. I spent the whole morning fussing over Leela at her lodgings. And if you think I'm untidy, Maisie, you should see what she's like. And her landlady isn't nearly as nice as your gran. I haven't had so much as a biscuit. George told me Miss Massey had had an accident, Maisie prompted expectantly. Oh, yes. She had the most lucky escape, though. She was crossing a road, and she was nearly run down by a hansom cab. The cabbie said she wasn't looking, but Leela swears she was, Miss Lane said. Though she's so feather-brained at the moment, Maisie. I should think it probably was her fault. Since Tarquin told her about the emerald,